found with gasoline. With the gasoline. With gasoline. Gasoline? You shouldn't try. I know it's a metaphor, but you shouldn't try and put out gasoline with. Uh, uh, no, you shouldn't probably put fires out with gasoline. Because guess what? Won't work. The fire just won't go out. Certainly not. And then you're just kind of left with a fire, like an, an like escalating a fire. fire. A really, like a really bad. Um, what do they call those sorts of fires? The ones with the that are like gasoline, gasoline fires. What do they call them? Inferno. Bad fires. Well, hello there. Welcome to On the Beat, the podcast that uncovers full frontal male nudity in cinema. My name is Laura, and I am joined by my meowy, wonderful co-host, Ryan. (coughs) Oh, dear God. Sorry, sorry. I was... uh... I was too busy killing someone, and I turned back into a human. My perfect p- co-host. Is that what this is going to be? It's just a host of cat puns? Really? Because we are here to talk about the 1982 erotic thriller. Is it a thriller? Erotic horror. Yeah, it's kind of got a couple of... I would say thriller holler. Thr- thriller? Thriller, thriller holler? holler? Yeah, like I have problems with like pronouncing these sorts of words. Anything with a double L or a double R? I'm all over the place. Erotic horror, Cat People. Yes. Directed by Paul Schrader in the second edition of Schraderthon 2022. My boy. My boy. My boy, yeah. Ollie Schrades. Yeah, have, I have encouraged you to start calling him my boy. Um, I love him. He's my boy. Yeah, I wonder if you'll <laughs> ever, my boy, Paul. You'll ever hear any of this shit. But anyway. I tell him um, I love him. Appreciate well, him. Well, Cat People, Cat People's a remake of the B movie from 1942, also called Cat People. It was directed by Jacques Turner, I think it is. Um, that's Jacques a th- Turner. Jacques, yeah, Jacques. Like, yeah, Jacques. Like the French. We. Oui. Yeah, the the French the French version of Jack. Um, but no, I remember I remember seeing the original Cat People when I was but a teenager. I think I saw it at school. I was only like 14 or something. It's got that really great scene where the cat's attacking someone and it's uh, you can see it's just a big stuffed cat. That sounds really cute. I've never seen it. I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. Malcolm McDowell thought it was crap. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll take whatever he says with a pinch of salt, but uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's fine. That's okay. It's because he wasn't in the original Cat People. That's why he wasn't too fussed about it. He doesn't like movies unless he's in them. I guess so. That's fair. That's, fair enough. That's my evaluation. I um, mean, I don't like events if I'm not involved. Who cares? That's very true. Yeah. But I mean, that's an awful lot of events. Isn't You're it? having a party? <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't care. Don't wow. tell me about it. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, not everyone can come to the party, as we find out. You know who is coming to the party? Who's coming to the party? Natasha Kinski as Irina. Malcolm McDowell as Paul. John Hurd, H-E-A-R-D, not John Hurt, as as Oliver, and Annette O'Toole as Alice. Yeah. Kevin McAllister's dad's in this movie. He is, and we'll probably refer to him as such yes. throughout the rest of this episode. I do like calling him Mr. McAllister. Just just in the in the in the process of this is kind of like this is what this is what his dad would have done as a day job, and we're just getting to see it now. Oh, Okay, all right. So you yeah. think this is potentially the same universe? I think this is canonically the 
uh, yeah, this is like a kind of prelude. Mr. McAllister, the beginnings. Yeah, pretty much. All right. It's just called McAllister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we don't really have to get into Paul Schrader because as you all, I know, are so devoted and have listened to all of our episodes. Our last episode was the very first in Schrader-thon and it yeah. was American Gigolo. And if you're not, if you're not this potentially imaginary individual who's following up on all of our content you could just go back an episode to american gigolo and just listen to the first 10 minutes yeah if you want to get your your schrader on i mean we're going to talk about him a lot because this is his movie yeah well we're going to talk about cat people a lot um i got a lot to say about schrader okay well why don't you just take it away so the synopsis for this film as pulled from letterboxd is long are you ready Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. After years of separation, Irina and her minister brother, Paul, reunite in New Orleans in this erotic tale of the supernatural. When zoologists capture a wild panther, Irina is drawn to the cat, and the zoo curator is drawn to her. Soon, Irina's brother will have to reveal the family secret, that when sexually aroused, they turn into predatory jungle cats. Oh, is that it? I'm wondering if there was any stone unturned in that particular <laughs> synopsis. The one thing they didn't say is uh, incest. Yeah, there is a lot of incest in this movie. Well, no, there's attempted incest. Well, I mean, it's as we get into it, we find out that... Incestual like, leanings. Well, the only, the only way they're able to contain their bestial urges is by having sex with each other. Yes. Not to procreate, because that is wrong. And anyone listening thinking that's a good idea, you might need to go see a doctor. Well, no, I think that is exactly what it is. He says in the film, we are an incestuous race. Therefore, the only people that they can mate with are family. Their their parents were probably brother and sister. Um, who shot themselves in the head. Yes. And then they had these two. And by race, they are cat people. They're not normal people. You no, they're shouldn't be having, people. Yeah, you shouldn't be having sex with your family. Leave the family out of it. Go Even make some friends. Even if you're cat people, just don't fuck your brother. This there's a isn't... lot of... Yeah, there's some there's some particular lore that I do not think is in the original 1942 version. I don't think there's even a mention of the word incest in the original well, version. Well, Paul Schrader had to make this sexy, and how else do you make a film sexy? Get your brother involved. Boom. That's how you do it. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. That's, so, gr- he? that's so fucking gross. I'm sorry. That's so gross. <laughs> Does he? Does he really know what he's doing? He this this film was somewhat of a success. Your, I know he's your boy. He yeah. is my boy. I well, the, we all know why it was a success. Everyone was desperate to. It, it's in a period where it's like everyone's desperate to see someone, you know, see other females naked on on screen. They just flock to the cinema. You get boobs ambush uh, and butts. Yeah, yeah. And tips of penises. The thing I say, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not too sure if he if if he knows what he's doing. Is like this film's. This film's this film's very kind of unbalanced, I feel. Okay. It doesn't hit all the check marks that I feel like it's trying to to hit. Neither is like a horror as a thriller, and I feel like it barely gets there with the erotic stuff. Especially when you're getting to the erotic stuff and then she turns into a 
terrifying monster. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's one way to spice things up in the bedroom. But at the same time, it's, yeah. But that's the thing. That's the lore that's brought into here, is that any sort of sex with someone outside of your own race basically turns them into beasts. It's unfortunate. It's certainly unfortunate, and I know that that's something that the filmmakers were wrestling with in the making of this film, because initially it was meant to be her, you know, Irina. It was going to be, she was the only one that's got this kitty cat problem, and when she gets aroused, she turns into a big cat, and then you have to murder someone to uncat yourself. So then they threw in Malcolm McDowell, they go, okay, he's going to be our sexy brother, and he also has a kitty cat problem. Therefore, you're in it together. Yeah. So it doesn't make it feel so much as though she's, you know, nice when she's a virgin. She's she's pure. She's innocent. And as soon as she has a sexy thought, she's a monster. Or she's an animal. Yeah. Which is a troubling uh, theme. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit of yeah, it's a bit of a dichotomy of a transparent a transparent for. Uh, for young females, obviously blossoming into womanhood. Um, Indeed. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. But, I mean, I don't know. He's your boy. You should he understand. He is my boy, but, and I'm yeah. I'm fine. He doesn't have a lot of in his films female leads, and there's not no. a lot of female-led stories that he's ever done. As we were talking about in American Gigolo, he has his lonely man theme. Which is his yeah. classic theme. The cis male, as 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 he's now being referred to as by the millennial crowd. Um, yeah, I guess, but yeah. I still like his movies. He's still my boy. Yeah, no, I mean I don't have an issue with it. I, I look at it from the from the narrative standpoint and how the stories are told, really. Well, he writes I mean, he writes his a lot of his own stories. He didn't write this one. He had a hand in in rewriting the script for this one. Yeah. But you I've know, a, you write I mean, what you know. I've got a funny feeling. Yeah, write what you know. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't know anything about this thing. But the, um, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I would say, yeah, he definitely has a hand in this. I mean, I'm just kind of like, how do you modernize cat people from 1942, which is just effectively a, a B movie, which is, you know, it's what it was. Um, you know, but it's it's a it's a good it's a good version of a B movie I feel like personally yeah it's very pretty um and Nat- Natasha doesn't hurt at all well I meant the original original the 1942 one I feel like you don't this think one, this one looks good I think it looks I think it looks fine it's got those straighter touches I don't think it's his best work his those dream sequences are pretty cool all the stuff in the desert is amazing all yeah. that shit at the beginning where you're just like what the fuck is this and then the boy track comes in and it's complete fire Fucking love all that it's stuff. Awesome. The issue is, is just it's it just the rest of it just feels a little bit over long. And I guess like you're saying, like oh, it was only meant to focus on the on the girl, like Natasha's character. And I'm like, you know, like I'm like, oof. I mean, how empty would that film have been? Oh, you know, Malcolm McDowell elevates this to an insane level. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, he never hurts anything he's in. No, no, no. He's wonderful. He's, yeah, he's 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 uh yeah, he when he starts on this movie, he must be starving cuz he is eating up <laughs> everything. <laughs> he is from the moment you see him. She walks off the plane uh and she's walking around and he's just he's stalking her like the little kitty cat he is. 
And yeah. um, he's just he's just saucing her up from the moment he meets her. Yeah. And you know, we're, I I still have a hard time connecting the fact that they're meant to be siblings. Yes. Because it's gross. Yeah. But because he's laying that sex so hard on her from the start, then it's difficult for me to accept that. Yeah. It's... She it's, even says a, a bunch of times, you're not my brother. You're not my brother. It's just because she doesn't want him to be because he's trying to get in her pants. Yeah. There's a lot... Yeah. There's a lot of questions. It's funny. It, it's it's like he's so desperate. They don't have to have sex. You know what I mean? Like, you could go through your whole life without having sex with somebody. Yet, for him as a character, he needs to have sex so badly. And he well, feels the like the, the only the only time he can do it uh, and be safe about it is to have sex with his sister. And it was never an option to him to just not well, have sex no, with her. Well, no, I think it's that the pair of them, because they're these, these cat people, is that they're incredibly sexed up. Yeah. All of the time, you know, like they just can't get enough. Like they gotta blow their load. Like they gotta get <laughs> off. But the unfortunate thing is, like that horniness then translates to this transformative metaphor that becomes this very literal metaphor, where yeah. they become, where they become like a gigantic, dangerous fucking cat. Sex animals, and, sex kittens, and that's one thing else. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Sex kitten. Coming in thick and fast. <gasps> oh my god. With your bullshit. I'm so proud of myself right now. But the thing is, is like all the cats are played by real cats. Um They did not hire out non cats to play the cats. There are no stuffed cats in this movie, other than the one during the autopsy scene, because they're not cutting open a real cat. No. Um and there's very good reasons why they're not cutting open a real cat, because that seems awesome. Yeah, it seems so cool. Um but the yeah, the all the rest of the cats, they're all very real, very aggressive, and very very authentic. Like there's some really nice transitionary things with the use of the cat and how they transform and things like that. Because you're not you're not getting a you're not getting an a, an American werewolf in London transformation in this movie. No, it's not drawn um, out, it's not long, but the parts that they do focus on are really interesting it's better than in the company of wolves in the company of wolves has some cool stuff in it though but that stuff looks ropey as hell because it's never in the dark it's always in full brightness and you're just like yeah it just looks a bit ropey at least at least with this shadows on that one well at least in this most Come of on, it Neil Jordan. most of it is constrained to the shadow because mostly people have sex in the dark and at night, so obviously, obviously works in Schrader's favor in this point. But like some of the effects are ever so slight, and they're only seen for like brief glimpses. And I guess like this is where the horror element comes in, is that you don't show too much. You kind of imply what's there, so the audience can make it up in their own head because it's always scarier that way. He, he does that stuff really well. I guess it's just. The rest of it kind of building up to a certain point, it just feels incredibly drawn out. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. The movie could be 30 minutes shorter. Fuck yeah. Easily. It could be 30 minutes and it would shorter. Be, it would be easier to swallow. But I don't know. Yes. Not the incest, though, because incest is still a bad thing, regardless of how you package it up. Fair. So what's the, uh, what's the tagline to this movie? <laughs> okay. They are something more than lovers who are about to become something less than human. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, okay. it's pretty uh, 
I don't know for what it is. It's pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Certainly when it's just like they're going to become more than lovers, it's also kind of like if you know going into it that they're brothers, you're like, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, they, they are related, but they, yeah. Well, okay. I'm assu- assuming what they're getting at is that these cat people are like they're built to love but unfortunately that that ability that sexy to love that sexy love they want to share they're not able to because they'll turn into they'll turn into a beast and they'll rip you apart limb from limb you know you can do it little by little you know what do you mean do it little bit the, i'm just thinking if you maiming? do it safely if you do the sexy stuff safely not with your brother okay so you like get it done well, but then you just then you just get Sting. Sting can just jump in because he does all that tantric love making stuff. He can just make it last for like fucking eight days. Really? Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, just like tantric tantric sex stuff. That's cool. That he does. I don't know how cool that is. I mean, that's like that's like you're not able to ejaculate for like eight days because you're just like you're getting the pleasure. You're just keeping it going. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's the thing. That's what you can do when you've got tons of money. Spend eight days. Just waste your time. Spend eight days, Edging. maybe. Yeah, maybe write a platinum album. You know, like you're just. If he's got time. If he's got time, you know. I'm an alien. I'm a legal alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I, I forgot because I had watched this, or we, you were in and out, but I watched Ooh. it. Uh, couple months ago yeah issue is i saw it years ago and then we only watched it not too long ago because we didn't know if it would be a candidate or not yeah i had to get in there and and double check that that scene yeah and this has nothing to do with that scene but i forgot that they were circus performers and i was waiting for them to juggle and they did both of them juggled they did a bit of juggling did a bit of juggling yeah and i still wish i knew how to juggle i really don't know how yeah had a yeah. book on it and everything. I mean, there's still time. I mean, I'd say I'd say get it done before the arthritis maybe takes over your hands. <laughs> oh no! And it's then, creeping in. And then, like when you go to try and grab it, your fist obviously just clenches, and you can't grab anything with it. And then that's that's not a good thing. You can't <laughs> juggle with a clenched fist. You're absolutely right. So maybe sort it out sooner rather than later. Okay. The time is now. Okay. Good. The we were talking about those transformations, and I think the first time we do see a proper ish transformation is when they're what scene is it? It's not the tr- the first one that we actually see, or is he already a cat when he when he goes to meet that prostitute? Where he's already a kitty cat in the room. Do you remember that part in the beginning? So the really chatty prostitute. So the way I tried to categorize it is. There's the redhead at the beginning, then there's a blonde one later on. Okay. And then there's just the stuff with Natasha that happens later. So is this the first one? Is this the one who gets think, her ankle cut? Yeah, that one. He's well, already. He doesn't get he's to kill already, her. Well, no, he's already a cat. He was already point. a kitty cat. I wonder yeah. why. Because he probably couldn't. Well, here's the thing. Like now that I'm questioning, I'm like, yeah, why is he a kitty cat? Because I thought he had to have. And I'm never quite clear whether or not he has to just get a, aroused. Did he rub one out? Maybe. Is that all it takes? I don't know. See, I don't know the rules. I don't know. But I think maybe he just Your got Your boy a... set the rules. I would like to know what the rules are. Yeah. They're not clear. I think he was doing too much cocaine when they were filming this film. So he is didn't... Is that actually true? You can't just in... make those sorts of that assumptions. incredibly true. Oh, okay. Well... 
they lost an entire day of filming because he got too high in his trailer. And then he told people, he goes, I can't, I can't do it today. Wow. He okay. Was, he was too stoned and God. he was on too much cocaine. Why can't anyone, like, like, why is life can be so much simpler? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know would it mean? be as much fun? It's not that. Like, if I was, like, back home and I phoned in and I was just like, oh, I can't come in today. Like, I am coked out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll probably be more productive. They'll be like, it's yeah, an no, upper. yeah, just don't bother coming back. It's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that scene, though, with that first prostitute and he's already a kitty cat. There's, there's that transformation goo that you see a lot throughout the film. And she's fingering this kitty cat goo on the bed. Yeah. Way more than someone should be. You're up there to meet a John. Is that what you call them? A trick? A trick. Do you play a trick? You meet your John. You I think it's a John? John. Let's say it's a John. You yeah. meet your John. Uh-huh. And she goes up there, chatting away, fingering this goo. And I'm thinking, darling, that's disgusting. You're walking. You don't know what this guy looks like. Yeah. You don't know how he's feeling. He could have a very severe cold. And you're just touching this yeah, it could disgusting be flame. goo. Yeah. Ugh. Well, don't touch the goo and then immediately start touching other people's genitals. That's yeah, not very that's what good. she was intending to do if he nah. had come out not as a kitty cat. She was 25, I mean, she was $25 for a massage. And she's like, if that's all you have, that's all you get. And it's like, right, okay. And then she starts fingering the, 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 the kitty phlegm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that stuff, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, some of that stuff could be a little bit better explained. But effectively, like, what the cat people are, are that, like, ancient, like, centuries ago in ancient civilization, uh, families were sacrificing their children to these cats so that the souls of their children would inhabit the cats and effectively live forever and then become human beings themselves. Sure. It's pretty much... There was a lot of exposition. There was maybe three different scenes of exposition. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of needs it, to be fair. It doesn't need the time length, but it kind of needs it so that you don't don't feel like I'm completely lost. If he straight up walked out there and said, we're from a race of ancient kitty cat people and we have to have sex with each other in order to not become cats, I'd go, okay. It doesn't have to be that long. Or just let it all kind of play out and just just let us make our own decisions about what's happening, just as an audience. I kind of feel having like, rules. Instead of and yeah, then, and then not totally. Or just like leave adhering a, to them, or leave a little bit of ambiguity there, just so just so there's a little bit of mystery, you know, as opposed to that. Because I mean, I don't I don't have an issue with the ambiguity of like, are they actually siblings? Like, what connects them, and why has you not seen them in so long, and all this sort of stuff? Like that would make. That would make for a slightly more interesting plot. I know that answer because their parents killed themselves and they were sent off to different foster homes. Yes, because they were also cat people. Um, Meow. Yes, and they were, yeah, they were, they were obviously. And they worked at the circus with the Yes, but they were, yeah, but they were probably enslaved. What? I thought they were cat trainers because they have, they're good with the cats because they're also cats. So they're not scared of cats because they have a kinship with them. I don't think they were, and you're right, I did for a second think maybe they were really well-trained cat people at the circus, but I think they trained them. Okay. They trained the lions and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, like what they kind of find out is that there's no real escape from the torment that they're going through 
you know, because there's not really, there's not really a kind of villain in this. It's kind of like what drives them is this animal instinct that just kind of overcomes them. So you never at any point are just like, well, they're bad people. They're just cat people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just that's the danger of. That's what happens when Kevin McAllister, like he just cannot. Daddy McAllister. He cannot stop having sex with Natasha Kaninsky. And look, to be honest, all right. Yeah. That's fine. Definitely. I don't like the idea because you said it during the film. You're just like, well, he's a lad. Like, that's just, I mean, what, is he going to say no? And I'm like, yeah, of course he could. Of course nah. he could. Of course he could say no. I don't know if I could say no to her either. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe. Hubba, hubba. Maybe in my 20s, I'd be like, I don't know. I'll risk it. <laughs> he falls right asleep but he does not know after having sex with her he doesn't know she doesn't explain the fact that hey i might turn into you know a man eating animal a fucking kitty cat like yeah. you've seen already like the ones that you deal with at the zoo so he doesn't know that that's no. a possibility he just knows that she's scared for whatever reason probably because she's a virgin yeah but to be fair here's the thing he does it the once and he finds out and it's like holy shit what does he do does it again without hesitation without whatsoever. hesitation ties her to the bed and he's just like Let's i'll go. do this even then i'm just kind of like i'm like okay you but jumped then, right to the very end of the film but that's okay i mean this is this has been out since the 80s i mean let's be fair um well yeah that's what 40 years ago now holy shit yeah. that's 40 years ago it since was... that film came out oh my god yeah yeah it actually is yeah. this is the 40th anniversary this year look at us well yeah, obviously, you know, to spoil the ending. But, like, the only reason he has sex with her at the end is so that she can turn into a cat and then he can effectively imprison her. And effectively, that keeps everybody safe. Well, no, no, no. She asks him, she says, set me free. Yes. And she takes her boobies out. And he is effectively doing her a favor because she asks, like, she just said, I can't do this anymore. This is torment. I mean, technically, so she's only done it twice. Her. Yeah, she's only done it twice. Well, she's been horny her whole life. Imagine that. Her whole uh, life. Yeah. Is I hard? mean, not only does she have her first, does she have her first sex, um, she then like puts her fingers inside of herself, and they're covered in blood. And where do those fingers immediately go? In her mouth. Well, yeah, she's a kitty cat. That's no. Is that's that what, her... is that what kitty cats do? It's she, well, she's a predatory cat. She likes blood. I mean, I get what well, I don't know. I was like, mm, right. Well, there's some visual stuff in here that I'm like. Mm. There, I w- I was also reading this article about Paul Schrader and Paul Schrader's women and how there's a lot of allusions to periods and women coming into their own, and there's a lot of like blood, um, and then her being embarrassed about the blood as though she's having her period for the first time, like Carrie or something, and it's so embarrassing for her, and it's just kind of weird and that i mean that's part of it i mean that obviously the blood after the sex i mean you know what that is it's very literal yeah Yeah, she i well yeah that's her that's her hymen broken right indeed so yes doctor yeah yes yeah right whatever um (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's an angle let's put it that way it's an angle before i i don't want to forget this in that very first prostitute scene, I just want to go back to that because after she was touching that cat goo, she realizes that she's in the room with a panther. And she is screaming. She jumps out the door and she's going down the stairs and the cat scratches her leg. But when she gets to the bottom of the stairs, 
she flips over and a bra pops off. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so hilarious because I was reading an interview with her and she was saying that, oh, I had to... It's completely unwarranted. Like, it doesn't need to happen. (laughs) She said that she had to do her own stunts when she was falling down the stairs and that Paul Schrader goes, hey, I think when you get to the bottom of the stairs, your bra should come off. And she goes, well, that doesn't make any sense. He goes, yeah, well, let's try it once and see what it looks like. (laughs) She said, I think he just wanted every single woman to have her tits out in this film. And that is 100% true because every woman in this film, almost every woman gets her boobs out. 75% 75% I mean, of them do. Yeah, I mean, it is the early 80s, and certainly... This is an erotic thriller. This is an erotic horror. I mean, you have to get no boobies out. You <laughs> yeah. gotta bring those... You gotta sell tickets. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I guess, like, there's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to bring back a level of equality to the to the cinematic mantle. Which the, there is not in this... There, no. There's not in this movie. And I, feel like, I feel like that's just... That's just the... That's just Schrader's thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Well, you got to give him something at least. We are talking about him and there is Schraderthon, so at least he is I don't think that he's consciously trying to put wieners in his film and there's obviously uh, the scale is tipped super far to the other side. Yeah. Yet he's doing it. He has done it. He's done it recently and he's done it in the 80s. So Yeah, yeah. You got to give him that. Uh, yeah, no, I would give him that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that you know, Jerry Brockheimer and Schrader, they had a little bit of a chat, and it's like, well, if we have more boobies in this movie, this film might make a lot more money. Yeah. So there is that. You know, I don't disagree. No. Do you remember the first time we saw Kevin McAllister's dad, and it's like they went a little bit too hard on the Miscata? You mentioned that, but I didn't even, I didn't know what you were talking about. You said he had a lot of makeup on. It's like he had a lot of makeup on. He had like incredibly dark under the eyes. So it was like it was just mascara <laughs> just under his eyes. And I'm just like, You don't all need right. to put makeup on that man. He's beautiful. As I he don't is. know. I mean, if that's, if that's kind of how that is, like if you're going to go to work, you know, to go catch kitties, go catch kitty cats in yeah. like hotel rooms kitty and cat things. Catcher. Yeah. Or say hotel rooms, like it was, uh, it's like a, it's like a brothel house. Yeah, I think that's what that was, right? Yeah. Do you remember, I know you do, and I'm just bringing it up. I don't know why I'm saying do you remember. You obviously do when Ed Begley Jr., who is in this film, thank God, goes to clean out the cat cages. And Paul, Malcolm McDowell, who is a kitty cat, is very scared and he's having a hard time because he's captured. Rips Ed Begley Jr.'s arm straight off his body. Yes, well, the cat, the cat does what the cat does best, and it's uh, destroy everything in its wake. Um, well, he's got to get a mur- murder under his belt, otherwise he's not going to turn back into Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he 100% needs to get a, a murder under his belt. He didn't because, get that prostitute. Uh, that's no, why he got no, he got, that's how, yes, that's exactly how he got caught. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that bit where he ripped his so fucking arm good. off. Yeah, it's all right. That's maybe the only real good bit of, well, other than that other prostitute scene, that really good bit of horror. It's pretty gross. Mm. I loved it. It's, um, yeah, it's a lot of dismemberment and stuff. In terms of, like, the violence, and I guess, like, this is a little bit, I think this is a little bit smarter of Schrader, is that we see the aftermath more than we see the actual act of it. I guess it would be harder... 
and it could even look slightly clumsy to get these big cats to try and attack things and make it look authentic because that's what happened in the original film is mm -hmm. that does not look authentic at all um it's about as bad as the squid from that deleted scene in the goonies like it doesn't it just looks terrible <laughs> um so i guess like that's obviously something that you 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 want to try and avoid plus the aftermath of a big cat like obviously ripping and tearing someone apart and you see just what happens afterwards i mean that's when that second prostitute gets murdered um like a hand's over here and their fucking body is in like separate pieces like you can tell how much destructive power uh is behind some of these these kitty cats and that brings us beautifully into our penis scene yes at one hour eight minutes and two seconds malcolm mcdowell yeah this happens we get we're in the hotel room prostitutes in the other room and he is laying naked very wet on the bathroom floor of this hotel room covered in that classic kitty cat goo yeah and he slowly gets up it seems like he doesn't know what happened. Yeah, it seems painfully obvious. He has no idea what's happened. And as he's getting up, there it is. Well, I mean, just a bit. He doesn't know what specifically has happened. He only knows is that. Oh wait, no, I've turned back into a human. I must have murdered something. Indeed. Yeah. But yeah, in the span of that, while he's standing up, he's naked, so you see his penis. Yeah. No, he just stands a bit. Up. Yeah. It's a yeah. This is a white it's tile. White tiled floor. There's no blood in the bathroom. I guess that's to kind of give the mystique that 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 we're not 100% sure what he has done. Um, but yeah, we... I mean, the first time we watched it, we thought, oh, this is a blink and you'll miss it moment. We're not too yeah. sure, like, what other version of cat people we might have seen to the point where the, the moment itself wasn't effectively clear. Which is why we didn't do this film earlier, I think. Or at least I was arguing to not do it at all because I, 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 pain, I remember painfully just not enjoying it particularly <laughs> right. much. Right. It was a struggle to get him to agree to Schraderthon 2022 because he didn't want to do this movie. Well, but we I mean, also well, didn't see... Well, the thing see... is, is like we can do Schraderthon because I like a lot of Schrader stuff. It's just the ones that have dicks in them are just like, eh, you know. That's not true. Well, I mean, American Jiggle is all right. And I mean, what's the other one we're doing after this one? Well, we're not going to tell them yet. Yeah, exactly. But you could probably make a wild fucking guess. Yeah, when we watched it originally, I don't remember seeing it. And I, uh, you're right. It was a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment. When, when we watched it today, I don't know what version it was, but you definitely... The clarity was a lot better. Yeah, maybe it was. It was just... a much better version of the film that we watched today. And it was on Stars streaming. So if you've got Stars, because you're a big Outlander fan, yeah, uh, you know you can watch Cat People, which I'm sure you already have. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should be able to watch it. Yeah, if you have your Stars and stuff. Thing is, we it, when we first saw it, it was a little bit more widely available because it was on Prime. I think is where we saw it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been switching over from service to service. It was on Prime, HBO. Prime, and yeah, it was well, on Prime, Prime and it was on Stars. Yeah, Prime has a habit of putting poor quality versions of films up there. Because I remember seeing The Abyss on Prime, and my DVD version is better than the version of of The Abyss that they put on Prime. That's weird. Because it was the four three version. Oh and God. The Abyss, and The Abyss already looks. For whatever reason, the transfer that they've done to the Abyss, I mean, it looks like they've shot it through 
two or three different sheets of glass. Oh, wow. And it doesn't, it's never looked amazing. So hopefully when Cameron comes out with his 4K remaster that he's working on, supposedly, at least for the last, like, God knows how many years, 20 fucking years, um, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see what that looks like. But well, yes. even better on June 28th, 2022, which should be really soon after this episode comes out, there will be a 4K Blu-ray of Cat People Out by Scream Factory. So yeah, y'all can get on that. I know I will. <laughs> um, yeah, no. If you're gonna see it, I would say watch it on Stars because at least it's a nice, clear HD version of the movie. But uh, yeah, you'll you will with a with a pretty solid guarantee be able to see uh, Malcolm McDowell's uh, slimy dick um, <laughs> in that scene um, just after he's uh, torn apart that 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 poor, very nice. Uh, prostitute. Yeah, she was very understanding she of was his very ED, accommodating. You know? Yeah. He does yes. eat his own cat goo, which was so disgusting. <laughs> and I don't want to yeah. think about it. It's like just someone staring at himself in the mirror. Yeah, it's just, like someone picks their nose and then eats it afterwards and he's just like it was fixing a huge his hair. piece. Oh, it was a big it was massive like the size chunk. of a fried egg. It could have been that or it could have been a piece of like like flayed flesh that's just ended up like sticking to his person and he's just yeah. like putting it in his mouth. Oh, um, man. Either way. Either way. I know that Malcolm McDowell recalled that he felt awkward during the nude scenes in this film, which is interesting because he also considers himself to be a nude pioneer. Yeah. He he said in an interview, he said, in fact, I was the first actor to do a nude scene with a woman. It was an if. Christine Noonan and I rolled around on a cafe floor off the A3. I suggested it to her. I sidled up to her and asked if she would do it. And she said, yeah, all right. He says that he does a lot of nude scenes. And I personally don't consider it a nude scene if I just see your tush. Because I have standards. This one counts. Clockwork Orange counts. I haven't seen If yet. Yeah, I thought but I, don't think I thought that, if would have been a, a a contender for this, but it might it just might not. We can be. check it out. I'm very happy because I've always wanted to see that movie. We own that on DVD, and I've seen it before. I just can't recall. Isn't it part of a trilogy? I I I couldn't tell you. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. he thinks he's a nude pioneer. He said that you know up to this point he'd done ten nude scenes in other movies, and people just keep asking him to take his clothes off. Do you know what was funny? I was also. <laughs> watching an interview with him where he said that they wanted him to pump up like pump some iron for the nude scenes in this film and he's we'll like make eh. him look a bit a bit more beefcakey beefcakey toned okay. and he's like eh. no i'm an english actor i don't really do that <laughs> he just said no yeah it's all so about he tried the to do some arm stuff and and then he just yeah said, nah. he's not yeah he's not got like he's not got like a physical presence that you would probably expect from you know he's very slight yeah but the thing is is like it's all in his face that's the thing oh, all his, of the shit yeah all of the shade is like it's his face you know it's like what he's doing because he, there is there is some things that he does with his body but it's more like kind of uncharacteristic kind of full body moments so like he's not he's not big he's not buff he's not bulky it's still very scary yeah, that yeah, yeah. presence that he yeah. has is quite quite intimidating, even yeah. from the first moment you meet him in this movie. Yeah, but it's all to do with it. It's all in his face. It's all what he does, does with his eyes and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, and it does make more sense. Like if they're going to be kitty cats, like the the pair of them would be more slight. You know, they wouldn't be built like brick shit houses. Streamlined. 
Yeah, silky smooth, slender. <laughs> it's funny how when we first watched this and I didn't see any nudity and then we go to watch it again today because I was just going to sneak this in and make excuses for why we're doing this film on the podcast. Yeah. But luckily we did see it and it's so, I don't know why, it, it's just such a weird one. It's such a weird one because it's it's so interesting how you can see it sometimes and sometimes you can't. Like a peekaboo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were, I don't I, think there's well, I, thought, a... oh, I thought you were just talking about the film in general. I mean, I was no, just... Kind oh, of, God, no. Yeah. I, meant, I meant his penis. But it's strange because I don't know that there's an unrated version of this movie. I think it's just the movie. I think it's just what it is. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a director's cut or if there's a different cut or... There's certainly movies that I don't want to give away my rating. But you can already tell what it's going to be. But I definitely think there's other films that do a better job... Of the male nudity than this one. I mean, that's fine. Like I say, I kind of feel like... This movie's not about... I mean, certainly Paul Schrader wasn't making it about the men. No, 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 he wasn't. But then you're kind of... You can take cat people and and basically uh, compare it very directly to, like, lycanthrope uh, mythology and how that how that works in cinema as well. You know, it's like if they if they do transform and they rip out of their own their own clothing, eventually when they do change back to being a human being, they're not going to be wearing their clothing. They're not like the Hulk, who, funnily enough, is his trunks just shrink back to normal size when he turns back into Bruce Banner. That yeah. just doesn't work. You know what's weird about this movie is when they do change, it looks like their skin is ripping off and then you've got the cat underneath. A mm. lot like in uh, The Company of Wolves. Yeah, it's kind of like a snake. As though it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like they're shedding, shedding their, their skin. skin and then they're kind of, like, they're always operating from the inside out. Harry on the inside. Which I think is fucking cool. It is cool because then you don't really understand how they can turn back because I don't think you ever see that part. No. You only see the turning into a cat. Well, remember, it was always about the souls inhabiting the animal. So it's always going to be working from the inside. Uh, where I guess w maybe with other sorts of transformations is that they change and then they kind of shrink back in. So everything kind of kind of like a blowfish. So like the pines come out and then they go back inside again. And right. Then, you know... That sort of idea. But with this, it's almost as if, like, the, the the soul inhabits and then they just shed it away. So all that goop you see there is, like, the excess skin and the fur. And then it's the human being. Then they change back into a can. It's just the excess skin and the fur and all that sort of thing. so exhausting. Probably. And, I mean, I guess, like, if you're that horned up all the time, yeah, then... Yeah, as, uh, as much sex as he yeah, has. Yeah, 24-hour boner. Like, I don't know. Oof. I don't really know. It's exhausting. You know what's you know what's really cool about this movie? What? There's an orangutan watching TV called BJ. BJ and the Bear. BJ. No, the orangutan's called BJ. I know, but the show BJ and the Bear. I don't know. Were they watching BJ and the Bear? No, no. But BJ and the Bear is about a man and his monkey. Oh. Uh... And so I thought that's why they called him BJ. Probably. All right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And they were they sense. they drove a. The semi truck, and that's then the, that's just every which way, but it's which lose that Clint Eastwood couple of movies. I don't know why there's so many shows about people driving semi trucks and then because that shit that shit sells a, seats. An ape or a yeah, monkey. That's what they need to do. I mean, before Clint Eastwood kicks the bucket, like he needs to make another movie with Clyde and yeah. just go traveling across the United States with an orangutan and he's in his truck. No thanks. 
okay, that's fine. But you're perfectly okay with uh, incest. Anyway, whatever. I like what I like. Yeah, you don't like the monkeys, <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to remember the other parts that I liked, and I know specifically one of them was that dissection scene when... Oh, yeah, the autopsy. Mac- uh, Malcolm McDowell actually ends up dying. What do you mean? What are you talking about? When Paul, when the brother dies, and then they get the... They get the cat body and he dissects him. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's dead by that point. The cat's definitely dead. I know he's dead. I'm yeah. just saying that he is the cat. Yeah. And then they dissect him. Well, that's how we're able to figure out that it works from the inside outside. Because when they cut the cat open, it's literally uh, like human body parts that are like coming out of it. Yeah, it's his hand. Yeah, and then it actually melts away. It into... just flops right out of the cat's body. It was so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then it's it just... awesome explodes in a puff of green huge yeah, smoke. Yeah, it's a giant fart and then it just melts away. It's crazy. So good. The only other things I have are fun tidbits if you're ready for those. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Give me some fun. At as, least something to grasp a hold of. As you all probably know as you follow him because who doesn't want to hear about Giorgio Moroder but he composed the score to this film and this is the second film he's done with Paul Schrader after American Gigolo. And he had pretty much composed the whole score. But then Paul Schrader asked David Bowie, as you do, hey, man, would you make a title song for this movie I'm doing? Yeah, any opportunity to work with Bowie, I suppose. Hell yeah. So then I guess David Bowie met with Marauder in Switzerland. And they went out and they had breakfast, they went to the studio, and then in two or three takes they had the song. But this song is super popular. It was used in other movies. I don't remember them in the other movies. I only remember it from this film, but it was in Inglorious Bastards and Atomic Blonde. But the funny thing about this particular session is that Queen was also in that same studio recording an album. And that's where Bowie met Queen. And then they ended up collaborating on Under Pressure. Huh. Well, there you go. So Look we can thank that. Cat People and Paul Schrader for that song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I like I like the version of... of, of the, I mean, they call it the Cat People theme in the movie. Yeah, it's Cat People and then in quotes, putting out fire. Yeah, I thought it was or, just Or in called, parentheses, putting out fire. Yeah, I thought it was just called Gasoline. No. Because there's an a, there's another version of that song that's kind of a little bit more poppier. Doesn't I think have, it's on Let da- Let's Dance. I think is the album. It's a hundred percent on Let's Dance, which is arguably not one of not one of Bowie's best albums. It's got like two or three really good songs on it. It's got Let's Dance on it. I mean, it's also got China Girl on it, and I don't know what kind of day we live in now, but you know, it's a little bit little bit suspect. But uh, yeah, it's still a good song, though. Yeah, it's got a catchy, catchy song. I mean, yeah, if you just don't listen to the content of the song, you're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I never really liked that 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 song, like the lyrics, like the way it worked. But the way that it works in the movie, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool because it's got all the drums. It's kind of I don't want to like, like to use the word uh, tribal, I suppose. It's got that kind of thing going for it, so. It kind of makes sense, and it, it's a nice kind of uh, stylistic touch to to a lot of that desert imagery, which, again, is the best stuff in the movie, the desert shit. Yeah, you might not like cool. the rest of it, but the desert stuff, no fucking joke, is easily some of the best stuff in the film. It's good. 
It's good. And remember earlier today when we watched that Marilyn Manson and Shooter Jennings remake oh, of this song? God. Where Awful. Marilyn Manson is just straight channeling or attempting to channel David Bowie. And it's 10 minutes long and there's a 16-bit music video that they made for it in their 16-bit boobies. Yeah. It's not great. Well, I didn't, I didn't think we'd bring up Marilyn Manson. I wrote it on the list, so I was going to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, I guess so. He's just, he's a, he's, yeah, we, he's, he's not good. He's not good people. <laughs> he's not good people. He shouldn't be touching cat people. I loved cat people. Well, loved it. Yeah, there's other things he seemed to have loved as well, which weren't good. Like the removal of his ribs? Did that actually happen? No, this is something that I brought up Is that an before. urban legend? No, well, I, I, I was like... So, right, we, we spoke about this ages ago, and I mentioned that, like, uh, Michael Jackson had a button in his spine so that he could press it so that he would, like, flop over on himself, like, bend over so that he could suck his own dick. Mm-hmm. Now, the urban legend itself, if you read it up online... It, it 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 basically relates to Prince, but he got two of his two of his ribs taken out so he could effectively suck his own dick, and then that myth moved on to Marilyn Manson. I had not heard of anyone else other than Marilyn Manson that this was attributed to. No, it seemed to move. It's the, it was the same like we mentioned Richard Gere with the gerbil and stuff yeah. like last episode. That also is a complete urban myth. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, uh, who knows? Who knows? It's none of our what business. What people do in their own homes is none of my business. Yeah, but hold on. No, no. You can't say that because you can't start involving oh, was it, what little it? animals with <laughs> with <laughs> with your anal play. And certainly you should not be bringing your family into the bedroom. Okay. Either. It's gross. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Okay. Probably I, I, I south of the fucking border. <laughs> um, I also just realized that Giorgio Moroder also did the score for two Adrian Lin films, and you know how much I love Adrian Lin, also my boy, uh, Flashdance and Foxes. I like I like the music in this. It's got that that eighties so, electronic keyboardy shit going on. It's my favorite. It's it's probably my favorite type of music other than Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> It's, it's kind great. Of like... It's synthy. I I I love the mood of it. I think that it it's really just nice, chill jams. Yeah, it's kind of. It reminds me a lot of the music to uh, to Witness. Witness has a very similar sort of score. The thing is, the only thing I would say, and I guess like it's only because like modern films have adopted that sort of style now, is that it immediately dates certain movies that sort of musical style same with you know as much as i love to live and die in la it's very much an 80s movie like it cannot be it can't escape from those trappings it doesn't make it any less of a film it's just like oh that's definitely an 80s movie maurice jar maurice jar there maurice we go jar. yeah uh, so he yeah he experimented a lot with keyboard and stuff like that the score the score to witness is is, is amazing yeah he also did uh, as we were talking about semi-truck movies he also did the score for over the top <laughs> hell yeah. yeah yeah that movie's overrated that movie is not overrated yeah, that movie is. is not overrated it's overrated that movie is also very weirdly incestual so it's awesome not because of the incest not because of that creepy relationship he has with his son it's what just is that... it like what is it that i'm learning today like what is no, it about this where no, you're just like no 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 yeah do you know the director roger vadim 
Uh, no, not off the top of my head. He did, and God created woman and Barbarella. Oh, Barbarella, I know, yeah. Yeah, he in was... a sexy, a... sexy movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was originally set to direct this. And then I think things were kind of going in flux between Universal, who had bought up all the RKO films, like their whole catalog. Okay. So they were trying to remake all of these films. It's, it's around the same time that The Thing came out. Okay, and, okay. Oh, God, what was the other one? Was it The Day the Earth Stood Still? I think it was something like that, but no, they were well, trying... they didn't remake that until the 2000s. That was a, okay, that was got, a 50s movie. I've got it wrong. Archeo also owned King Kong. Okay, well, they were trying to... Which they already re- remade in the 70s anyway with Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. They were trying to remake all of these films, and um, this was one of them. Okay. And that kind okay. of spell, but I don't think this, and especially The Thing, was not... A huge commercial success like they thought it would be no as much as uh, i mean the the thing i mean it's a phenomenal film so good yeah cat people does not cast a shadow on the thing like there's there's no way so the last thing that i have to mention is regarding paul schrader and natasha kinski who had an affair during the production i don't know if you would call it an affair necessarily but they were sleeping together and Schrader said that during... I mean, you would call that an affair. But, but I mean, if they're single, is that an affair? I don't know what their relationship status was. It still counts. It still kind of refers to that, you know. Sure. It's like, it's how they, it's how they put it in the media. Okay. Well, he said that during the actual shooting of the film, I became involved with Natasha Kinski and became obsessed with her. Um, but then after that, she cut off all communication with him. And then three months later, he, he tracked her down in Paris. Peter Biskin uh, wrote in his book... That okay. easy writer, Raging Bulls. Yeah. Uh, that Schrader's friend, John Milius, uh, said that Kinski said to Schrader, Paul, I always fuck my directors. And with you, it was difficult. Holy shit. Yeah. So what, John Milius is in the room when this is happening? I guess. Holy fuck. What a scene that would I be. I know. Jesus Christ. Fucking Conan. Conan directors there. And it's... What a fucking party that was. Those books are amazing. If anyone's <laughs> not read at least those two books, Easy Riders Raging Bulls is easily one of my favorite books. And they adapted it into a subpar documentary because they couldn't obviously put all the info in it. Yeah. But he also did... Um, down in Dirty Pictures, which is the rise of Miramax. Whether or not you're interested in any of that stuff because of the Harvey Weinstein shit, it's still interesting to kind of see it from that man's perspective. But Schrader didn't direct anything for about three years after this. So the romance basically broke him so hard that he had to move to Tokyo and then he ended up making a biopic about Yukio Mishima. Yeah, he did the Mishima Life in Four Chapters movie. That was movie. the next thing he did after. Like, he basically had to just get out of yeah, that town. came out. Yeah, that came out in 85. Yep. Um, well, no, I mean, he, 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 was, he didn't make a film for three years. He made the relatively middle-of-the-road Cat People movie. And then he makes probably one of the greatest films of all time. So, I mean, it's... What's interesting is that on a table, on a bedside table in this film is a Mishima book. I'm sure he probably he probably had it in his head for, for a while. A lot of these a lot of these writers and directors are they've they're always they always have a few irons in the fire, so that doesn't surprise me. So you know how everyone hates Roman Polanski? Oh, I wonder what for. So apparently Roman Polanski said oh, no. that he had 
an affair with uh, Natasha Kinski when oh, she was 15. S- oh, for fuck's sake. And he said that it happened, and it was like in an interview in 1994, and he was like, what about Natasha Kinski? She was young. We had a love affair. Yeah, she was 15. And then later on, it was 1999, uh, Natasha Kinski was asked about it, and she said there was a flirtation, there could have been a seduction, but there wasn't. He had respect for me. Oofed. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's, I mean, she did say she fucks all of her directors. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's, that's maybe posturing more on her part, like saying that sort of thing. Like whether that's something I feel like she actively does, but... At the end of the day, yeah, like it, it takes two to tango. Like I mean, Polanski's we know is a monster. Um, <laughs> he he probably shouldn't be consenting to having sex with someone who's who's well under the age of consent. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't get a fucking pass. No, no, he doesn't. There's been so much incest and pedophilia and <laughs> all sorts of stuff getting rattled around for the last hour. I think we should just close this up and I'm going to get you sectioned. Um, I don't really have a lot of awards. Uh, the only awards that it was nominated for were uh, Song for and Score. Creating Monsters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You included. Well, we learned a lot today. We have. We have. Well, Many questions need answers. Very much like the the incredible plot lines of this movie. So, Ryan, would you recommend this movie? I'd say like Cat People falls under the bracket of 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 being a curiosity. I feel like it's already quite quite a cultish film, and I think there's more good than bad here. It's yeah. just a shame that it kind of the the bad stuff kind of just weighs it down just a little bit. But there is some interesting, and there's some there is some cool stuff in it. It's just. Yeah, I think I think it is it is definitely worth at least one one watch, or at least if you feel like you're getting bored, you can't switch it off because a lot of the cool stuff's near the beginning. Yeah, no, I would also recommend this movie. I think it's I think it's fun. I think my memory of this film is usually more fun than actually watching it. So my memories and all the parts that I really liked tend to stick out more than in in my memories. So. But I would recommend it. I think it's fun. Malcolm McDowell, awesome. Natasha, awesome. But before we go, I do want to ask you about your rating for the film. Do you want the film or do you want my the, the dick scene rating? First? Dealer's choice. Well, the dick scene gets like a two because um, it's so massively brief. And yes. I use massively in, in, in speech marks. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, I, I think I just think the film's just over long and there are certain things about it that beg questioning. And I think when you if you just left a, a greater level of mystique over the whole thing, you would probably have had a better better film at the end of it. And also cut out like half an hour, you would have had a better film as well. Okay. So I'm gonna say two and a half out of five. Indeed. Okay. So for the film, I'm going to give it a three because I enjoy how sweaty it is because it is in New Orleans. You like to have a nice sweaty film. I think John Hurd is given some William Peterson vibes, which is always appreciated. Malcolm yeah, I wouldn't McDowell, go that far, but still. Vibes. I said vibes. And Malcolm McDowell's a powerhouse. I remember meeting him once and being in the same room as him, and it was very exciting, and I didn't talk to him. I think I just said hello like a weirdo, but he's he's great. Uh, All right. You know, and Kinski, amazing. Everyone's, 
everyone's great. I think everyone's given it everything they got. Three stars for the film. Definitely could have cut out some. And I do think that the insane relationship and the insane amount of cocaine that was going around the set probably helped with how insane the movie is. Eh. You don't think you don't think it lent a hand in any sort of way? I mean I mean, you can only say that on the basis of, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty and that uh we'll never know what the film could have been without the inclusion of, of massive amounts of cocaine. Okay. And for the dick scene, I'm gonna give it a one and a half because that's what I'm gonna give it. I don't think you saw that much. I was surprised you saw the tip. And I do get very annoyed when things and legs are in spots that you don't expect them to be, and they're only really there to hide things. That's weird that his legs might get in the way since his dick is in between them. No, you would put your leg forward. (laughs) What are you talking about? You'd hide. Your left leg would hide it from the camera since it's shooting that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was. Okay. But it's just me. Yeah. Could have seen more. Of course. Yeah, but then you're also like, you've got this kind of perverted streak that we're now obviously seeing now. It's not a streak, that is my life. 26 episodes into it, and obviously you're revealing so much about your personality. From the moment you met me. uh, Yeah. I'm disgusting. Yeah, you're demanding, and certainly I feel like it's it's now, it's verging on troubling. Well, thank you. Thank Uh, you for seeing the real me. Look, you don't have to, you don't have to say thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, no, I feel stop, seen. Rocky, stop saying, stop it. Just thank stop you. It. No, it's not. Shouldn't be celebrated. And thank you for right. being here with me today, Ryan. Uh, come again soon for yes. part three of Schrader Thon in two weeks' time. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, but I'm stoked for my boy Schrader. I'm I'm stoked to talk about it. He's working on another film right now. We're gonna. I can't wait to see it. All my boys are making movies right now. All my boys. We've got a Verhoeven, we've got Adrian Lin, now we've got my boy Strades. <laughs> this is a good year. This is a good year for films. I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah. Coming to you from the New Orleans Zoo, be careless out there, guys. I have been Laura. I've been Ryan. And we'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> 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 Why won't this finish? <laughs> <laughs>